GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by two men who are tweaking, and I'm going to let them tweak. Hovercraft Joe. <laughs> Uh, what is up, LPJ? I'd like to commemorate the, I don't know, 150th episode where you've introduced me like a guest on the show and not the co-host that I am. So, Our other guest today is Jody. I am glad that I can be the number one guest making Hovercraft Joe the number two guest. Yeah, let, let's go back to our two-ended episode where LPJ was like, yeah, Chops have been on the most. Jody's been on like, I don't know, like three times. <laughs> And you've been on like I don't know fifteen times probably. We're I'm not going to go over this. I'm 20. not going to go over this again with you guys. <laughs> I stopped counting at a certain amount. It, the front half of our episodes are very very chops heavy. The last half of our episodes are very very Jody heavy. I didn't yeah, get that far. We decided it was enough chops. Yeah, and moved on. Right. Um. Fair enough. Well, anyways, as you know, we are in the middle of Spooky Month. Oh, good. I was hoping I was I was going to have to loop that in from the last episode. I'm glad you did it live this time. Nope. I, I was off the cuff last time, but you liked it, so we're going with it. Uh, and we are here tonight to talk about a movie that... Um, so we're here, to talk, we're, we're here to talk about The Faculty, um, which is, I feel like, a movie that the three of us have, like, kind of a weird fascination with yeah. <laughs> like we and we've it's come up in other episodes but we've talked about covering this movie a lot like i feel like we for years and years we've talked about covering the faculty uh, and finally like the stars aligned and we finally decided to do it because it is you know to a certain extent i mean it's more sci-fi but let's say it's kind of a horror movie so that's why it's in spooky mom is that better much better okay uh, so this movie comes out November 12th, 1998. So uh, the year all of us graduated from high school, we're all uh, freshmen in college when this movie comes out, which seems so long ago now. But uh, let's start, I guess, uh, let's start with you, LBJ, actually. What's your uh, history with this movie? My history with this movie is... Um... You're like, hey, let's go see The Faculty. I'm like, yeah, that movie looks kind of good. Let's go see The Faculty. And then we went and saw The Faculty. Oh, that's it? <laughs> I mean, it's... I, other than that, like, we, we've seen it. We, we watched this movie. Okay, so we went to the theater to see this movie. Jody, I think you were there too, right? All three of us went? It seemed, like, when it came out, that seems like something we would do, have done over, like, Thanksgiving break. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that's what and happened. Tried yeah. and went and saw it. Right. And probably Adam, our friend Adam was probably there and maybe Jeff, you know, it's probably a group of us went and went, mm-hmm. went to see it. And, um, you know, I remember it being you were like, oh, it's, it's a Robert Rodriguez movie. And I remember seeing the trailers for it. This was this was this is when I was working at E.T. November of 98. I don't know if I had started yet. I think it was later that I started Entertainment Tonight. Um, the video store, but regardless, I remember seeing trailers for it and um, knowing it's Robert Rodriguez. And I remember you, Joe, being super hyped about it because it was written by Kevin Williamson. You were a big Dawson's Creek fan. And um, which is funny because you know what? Like I completely forgot that Kevin Williamson wrote this because the whole time I was getting to this forum, I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like this kind of seems like a Robert Rodriguez movie, but uh, and then at, like the end, like the end credits is like written by Kevin Williamson. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's why I was part of the reason why I was so hyped about this movie in 1998. Yeah, that and you know, and then we we had just come off of we'd seen Scream, and um, I think I I know what you did last summer came out before this, right? Or was that or was this after? I don't remember. I, 
But it, it was in that time frame where horror movies, specifically this style of horror movies written for, you know, the Dawson's Creek crowd were 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 taking off in popularity. So we we went and saw every movie that was like this. And this one, for whatever reason, just happened to catch us. I, I don't know what it is about this movie specifically, but for whatever reason, it just sort of hooked us in and we've liked it ever since. This just in, uh, I know what you did last summer was 1997. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what about you, uh, Jody? I feel... Like LBJ said, that we probably saw this in theaters, probably together. But what I remember most about the faculty is <laughs> I know, I knew, I was like, someone's going to bring this up. I'm glad that it's coming up. If you didn't, I was going to go ahead, though. I was up at Michigan State at the time, and I'd go walk around a bunch of like record stores and CD stores, and they had a faculty like mobile, like just giving it away. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, Joe wants this for sure. And then I gave it to him, and then it hung in his room, I believe, yeah, back at his hung, parents' house. Well, uh, here's – I would like to add a little bit of color to that. Um, first of all, you did – we we had a trade. Do you remember what the trade was? I have no idea what the trade was. Uh, you gave me this faculty, like, mobile, like, that was advertising the album, and I gave you, like, that – the ball-bearing, like, <laughs> necklace. Oh, nice. The – the thick ball bearing necklace uh, is what I gave you in trade for the uh, faculty mobile. So that was a good deal because it allowed me to kick your ass in Mario Party. It's true. It's true. Wow. But yeah, no, that hung from the light in my uh, in my room in my parents' house for like a couple of years. Um, and I will say that the soundtrack is good. I, I feel like we should have coordinated before we started recording uh, to maybe play uh, another brick in the wall, but it was good. Um, See, and, the song I associate with this is The Kids Are All Right. That's yeah, which, what I would yeah, was figuring we were playing, but you guys didn't mention anything. So, Which is like, I, I forgot that that's what this movie opens with. And I was I was kind of psyched when it like opened with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, like, like, you know, kind of like, I feel like all three of our histories tie into this where it's like, yeah, like I was like excited about this movie uh you know robert rodriguez and kevin williamson and i don't know there was something about it that like i i guess i saw it at the right time i don't know but like i've always been a big fan of it and i hadn't watched it in years before rewatching it and like i'm not gonna like telegraph it but i still enjoyed watching it <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest so um but you know we'll get into that a little further let's talk about some of the numbers for this um it has a budget of 15 million and i couldn't get sometimes with the gross i couldn't get like an exact it either made 40 million or 63 million so i mean based on a 15 million dollar budget it it was a successful film like it made money um it has a rotten this is this might be a first it has a rotten tomatoes of 55 percent and an audience score of 55 percent wow level across the board just over even so i i thought i'm i feel like this one's surprising i thought both i thought the the rotten tomatoes would be a little lower and i thought the audience score would be a little higher but you know maybe not so okay uh top grossing movies of 1998 number one is saving private ryan number two is the movie we covered just recently armageddon and number three is there's something about mary uh this movie the faculty comes in 52nd uh and we've only ever we've only covered two other movies in 98 number seven rush hour and number 29 blade so not a huge year for us in 1998 i find that kind of surprising i feel that was prime going to the movie for time for us I think it no, was, I, I, but I don't think there's a lot of action movies out in '98. I think this is when we went and saw a lot of like horror films or dramas or you know stuff like that. We were seeing stuff like you know American Beauty or I mean obviously that was later, but that type of film I think is what we were seeing mostly. I'm just curious, so I'm pulling it up again just to see like what the domestic box office for '98 was. Uh, I'm refreshing it for uh, in-year release. Oh, to see what was out? Yeah, just to see like if there was stuff. Okay, so an unexpected error. Of course, Box Office Mojo fails me. Uh, so like 
other movies in the top ten. Bugs Life, Waterboy, Dr. Doolittle, Deep Impact, Godzilla, Patch Adams, Lethal Weapon 4, Mulan, which <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode, Mulan came mm-hmm. up. Uh, number 15 is a movie that we will cover before the podcast ends. Enemy of the State. Uh, Mask of Zorro, Ants, Everest, X Files movie. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we saw, yeah. just that we haven't necessarily covered on the podcast. I guess it was not a good year for movies. I don't think though. <laughs> you only had like Ooh. maybe one or two big blockbusters. Snake Eyes. Oh, Snake Halloween, Eyes. Is good. A- Halloween H2O. So, yeah. I mean, we did see a lot of these movies. It's just, you know. Maybe we haven't covered them in the podcast, or they're not the uh, the right genre. But uh, okay, so we, we've mentioned this already, but this movie is uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it's well, okay. So the story is by David Weckner and Bruce Kimmel, and then the screenplay is by Kevin Williamson of Dawson Creek Command uh, fame. And I guess like the the story goes that he originally was going to actually direct this movie. But he was in the middle of making uh, Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which is a movie I remember seeing. Oh, yeah. Uh, So they got Robert Rodriguez to direct it, which makes sense because I feel like this movie does and it doesn't feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Robert Rodriguez isn't exactly going out and making, you know, sci-fi films, Um, but it has... I don't know. It has that, I don't know, I guess DIY feel to it, sort of like that a Robert Rodriguez film has. And, um, just the practicality to it. Um, it, it doesn't Robert Rodriguez movies aren't terribly, I'm not going to say flashy, but when he makes a movie, it's very practical and he uses proven techniques to make it. Um, but then sort of makes them his own. And I think that's what a lot of this is. You see a lot a mix of practical effects. You see a mix of some like animated effects, but the majority of it is, you know, just sort of down to earth, solid filmmaking. And I feel like it, it, that's the part that feels very Robert Rodriguez. Right. And he did edit it, like edited it. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I say that? He did the editing he, on it. Thank you. I, so, I mean, it is and it isn't. So, um, and then, I'm sorry, I don't have it pulled up. The music is by... Yeah, Marco Beltrami, um, who, you know, did some decent things. He did, uh, he does a lot of the horror movies. So he did like Scream, Mimic, Resident Evil, um, Terminator 3 he did. He did World War Z, um, Snowpiercer. You know, Snowpiercer, the Wolverine and Logan. He wrote the music for that. Um, he works with, with he works with James Mangold a lot. Um, okay, you know he he's, he does he does a very wide range of of, of film scores. Got it. Um, so uh, the cast of this movie is like crazy, right? I forgot how big this cast was. I forgot I all so of these people. people. Were in it. So it's like, I'm not going to get into all the characters, but you got Jordana Brewster, Chloe Duvall, Josh Hartnett, Laura Harris, Sean Hattesey, Selma Hayek, Famke Jansen, B.B. Newworth, Robert Patrick, Usher, John Stewart, Elijah Wood, Christopher McDonald. Like, there's, like, basically every role in this movie is someone you recognize. Yeah. Is there anyone that I didn't mention that you... Well. I mean, you could mention Danny Masterson, but maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> maybe leave him um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's just there's a ton of different people in here. Um, the cast is stacked. I don't know if it was Robert Rodriguez just calling in a bunch of favors or if this was just at that right time when, you know, this was prior to all of these people being huge. Well, yeah, and that's the interesting thing. I think I read that they said that this is Jordana Brewster's her first movie, so it's like her film debut. And Usher's, yeah. I mean, Josh Hartnett's already, second movie. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was kind of just maybe before a lot of these people blew yeah, up. Yeah, and, and Selma Hayek wasn't really a household name yet. And Famke Janssen you know, like, wasn't. And like people knew Elijah Wood, but it was before Lord of the Rings. So, right. 
I think it's one of those movies where looking back on it now, you're like, oh my gosh. But at the time, you were probably like, oh, okay. Like, it wasn't, you know, looking back, it's a lot of famous people. But at the time, you're like, oh, well, I don't really know who some of these people are. Right. Oh, Lewis Black's in it, too. Is he? Yeah. Who is Lewis Black? He's Misty plays he plays Mr. Lewis in it. I don't even remember him being in it. Uh I do remember that the uh history teacher is played by the guy that plays uh Kruger on Seinfeld. So if you're a Seinfeld fan, uh I remember that. So okay. I got a lot of net worths. <laughs> are you uh, guys ready to I can't imagine. Are you guys ready to plow through some net worths? Let's do it. Yep. Okay, first off, Chloe Duvall, she's got that sweet, sweet, she's all that money. What do you think, LBJ, for Chloe Duvall? Clea Duvall? Clea Duvall, whatever, whatever. Um, She's got that sweet, sweet, better call Saul money. Uh, I'm going to go $5 million. Uh, Jody? She has that sweet, sweet, can't hardly wait money. <laughs> and I'm going to say $3 million. Uh, $1.5 million. Okay. So... Uh, next up, Sean Hattesey. He's got that sweet, sweet Animal Kingdom money, question mark. Jody, what do you think for Sean Hattesey? Well, he didn't get all of the sweet, sweet money from Alpha Dog, but he probably has $2 million. Uh, LBJ? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I'm going to go. He's got that sweet, sweet faculty money. I'm going to go uh, $3 million. $5 million for Sean Hattesey. Next up, Selma Hayek. She's got that sweet, sweet dogma money. Uh, what are we at? LBJ? What do she's you think? She's got that LBJ sweet, for? sweet Eternals money. Uh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to go $35 million. All right. Uh, Jody? She has that sweet, sweet Hitman's Bodyguard money, which is a movie that I'd like you guys to cover. Yeah. And I'm going to say about $60 million. Uh, and, you know, I think we've covered it before. I think she married Rich because she has $200 million wow. is her net worth. Uh, okay, next up, Robert Patrick, uh, <laughs> who's come up on this podcast a lot. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Spy Kids money. Uh, Jody, what do you think for Robert Patrick? I don't know what kind of sweet, sweet money is. I know that he j- was just in Spy Kids. I remember you talking about him. <laughs> I'm going to say $10 million? What do you think, LBJ? I think he's got that sweet, sweet peacemaker money. Uh, I'm gonna you go... used that one already. Did he? <laughs> you used it last time on Spy Kids. Well, guess what? This is not the Spy Kids episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go um, $15 million. $12 million for Robert Patrick. Next up, LBJ, Fomka Jansen. She's got that sweet, sweet golden eye money. What do you think for Fomka Jansen? She got that sweet, sweet uh, eh, X Men money. Uh, I was trying to think of something that's not X Men, but I couldn't. Um, I'm gonna go ten million. All right, Jody. I was gonna say she has that sweet, sweet best X Men movie, The Last Stand. Fifteen million, <laughs> bitch. Uh, <laughs> Twenty million dollars for Fonka Jansen. Next up, John Stewart. Uh, Jody, he's got that sweet, sweet Daily Show money. What do you think for John Stewart? I think he made a lot from uh, sweet, sweet money from Big Daddy. And I'm going <laughs> to say $40 million. All right. Uh, LBJ? I think he made a lot of sweet, sweet money from the uh, John Stewart show. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, um, I'll go $60 million. $120 million for John Stewart. So. Uh, next up, Ursher. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet. I brought it up already, but I'll bring it up again. He's got that sweet, sweet. She's all that money. Uh, LPJ, what do you think for Usher? I don't remember anything else he's been in. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, see, musicians always have a lot of money. I'll go 120 million. All right, Jody. He has that sweet, sweet. He has a cameo in the movie Pop Star. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> 40 million. He loves the donkey roll. <laughs> $180 million okay. for uh, Urcher. Uh, next up, BB Newworth. She's got that sweet, sweet cheers money. Uh, LBJ, I think is first. Yeah. Or no. No. No, Jody. Jody just got. Jody, BB Newworth, what do you think? 
she has that sweet, sweet Jumanji money. And I'm going to say oh, yeah. 15 million. Well done with the Jumanji poll. Uh, Lauren LK, gave me that one. Oh, nice. She got that sweet, yeah. sweet Fraser money. Uh, I'm going to go. Ooh. I'll go 15 million. $10 million for a BB New It. Uh, only three more. We're getting to the end. Elijah Wood, LPJ, he's got that sweet, sweet Frodo money. What do you think for Elijah Wood? He's got that sweet, sweet radio flyer money. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go 80 million. Okay. Uh, Jody? He has that sweet, sweet. He was the voice of Kratos' brother in God of War 3. Deep pull. (laughs) 75 million. Here's the crazy thing. I thought he was going to have more. Only $20 million for Elijah Wood. That seems low. Okay. Uh, Josh Hartnett. Uh, Jody, he's got that luck. He's got that lucky number Slevin number. What do you think for Josh Hartnett? Well, he has all that sweet, sweet 40 days and 40 nights movie money. <laughs> Eight million. Oh, man. Uh, LPJ. He's got that sweet, sweet Pearl Harbor money. Um, I'm going to go 12 million, 25 million for Josh Hartnett, uh, which by the way, I don't know if either of you watch uh wrath of man. He was in that. It's a guy Ritchie movie. Uh, oh yeah. I did what I did. I just watched that actually. And just a heads up. He is Josh Hartnett. Is supposed to be, there's a guy Ritchie movie that he made that was supposed to have come out already. And it was like. Josh Hartnett and Jason Statham, but it's called like Operation Condor. It's some weird name, and it got shelved, I guess, because like the bad guys in it were like Ukrainian or something. Anyways, um, uh, okay. So last person, Jordana Brewster. We know she's got that sweet, sweet Mia and the Fast and Furious money. What do you think? LPJ, I think, is first. Sure. Um, I don't know anything else she's been in. I know she's been in this and the Fast and Furious movies. I think she's probably been. In, oh, she was in a TV show. What was that show now? Um, Don't do it, you fucker. Uh, um, she has that sweet, sweet Chuck money, and it's eighteen million. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll go twenty million because she's done a lot of Fast and Furious movies. Jody, he said eighteen. Eighteen million. Sweet, sweet Chuck money. Uh, $25 million for uh, Jordana Brewster. So, whew, man, that was a lot of net worse. You're not going to do Christopher McDonald or... uh, I know. There's only one more that I had written down. Or Harry Knowles. He's got that Ain't It Cool News money. Christopher McDonald has that sweet, sweet... He kidnapped Delinda DeLine in Las Vegas for two episodes. Wow, Las Vegas. There it is, guys. I almost looked them up, but I was I was like, my list is so long already, I don't need to do it. Okay. We're already 23 minutes in. All right. You want to talk about the taglines for this? Sure. There's eleven of them. Uh, (laughs) First up, six students are about to find out that their teachers are from another planet. All right. Next one. Meet the alien generation. Okay. Next one. The new science fiction thriller from the director of Desperado and from Dust Till Dawn and from the writer of Scream and Scream 2. Oh yeah, it's, that's those are all those are all facts. This is this next one is the one maybe I feel like I remember. On December twenty fifth, which is weird because we know it didn't come out. <laughs> On December 25th. But anyways, on December 25th, school's out forever. I remember uh, that one. I have the release date here as December 25th. Oh, do you? I don't yeah. Know. I, have a, hmm. I, I swear that I, at the top of this podcast, I said like November You said 12th, November, yeah. You I, did say November 12th. I have December 25th. Well, you know what? Maybe you should take over the numbers. I have a Christmas. This one. is a Christmas movie, guys. All right. Next one. Take me to your teacher. Uh, the next one you will not be disrespectful this school year alright there's more (laughs) yeah yeah, there were 11 Uh, next one the students at Harrington High always suspected their teachers were from another planet dot 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 
they were right with an exclamation point. Uh, next one. The students at Harrington High will not only question authority, they'll have to destroy it. <laughs> There's three more. Oh, boy. What if your teachers were from another planet? Uh, think your teachers are aliens? You could be right. And the last one, and you thought your teachers were weird. <laughs> I looked them up, and my note was too many fucking taglines to write down. It's way, well, I don't write them down. Luckily, I just have the webpage open. But, yeah, that is. That's a lot, guys. Way, guys, it's a lot. Way, way too many. Way too many. Um, anything specifically you want to mention before we talk about the plot? Mm, no. Okay. J- Jody? No. Okay. So this movie opens with that great offspring song like we talked about. Yep. Um, we're introduced to Robert Patrick as the football coach, uh, ushers on the football team. Um, and <laughs> I, my first note is like, man, the T-1000, that's what I refer to him. He's so mad about practice. Like, he's like yelling at us. Like, it's like not the quote Allen Iverson, but it's practice, not a game. What is he so mad about? It's not just him. Everyone in this movie is an asshole to everybody else. No <laughs> one is nice to anyone in this movie. This is the worst school in America. Easily. Easily the worst school. Like there's it's completely lawless. The teachers all hate each other. The students all hate each other. The students they hate do the whatever teachers. They want. The teachers hate the students. It's horrible. Like this is what? The worst school ever. I'm glad they got taken over by aliens and most of them died. Robert Patrick is so mad about practice that he like flips over the entire table full of like their like Gatorade and and everything. Yeah, Yeah, water. He's so mad. Uh, And then like uh, a mysterious person comes and talks to him. We don't know who it is. Uh, Next up, there's a teacher meeting. Like they don't have money for anything except for the football team. Uh, that's where I have a note that says Kruger from Seinfeld's on it. He's a history teacher. Um, the school's broke and it's in Ohio. That's what we learned. Um, so the next scene is uh, the T-1000. He comes to the principal's office. Principal is B.B. Newworth, uh, and like kind of attacks her. There's that like it's very startling kind of he jams that pencil like through her hand, like yeah. all the way through her hand. Uh, I forgot how kind of like this movie kind of start like it ramps up pretty quick. Um He's trying to get away from her. I, I do like the like homage or oh, sorry homage to like uh, Terminator Two with a where he's running after her. It's very much like that. Um, the doors locked. I don't think they lock school. It's funny because like all the doors are locked with padlocks, but then later in the movie they just like open the door and it's fine. Anyway, yeah, those padlocks are very it's the darkest place. school ever. I live across the street from a school. There are always lights on at that school. Yeah, twenty four hours a day. This school is pitch black the entire time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So she gets away from the T-1000 and, like, gets out and, like, the drama drama teacher's there. But then it turns out that the drama teacher's also evil and, like, violently stabs her with a pair of scissors. Yep. Um, so then we're to Josh Hartnett. He drives a cool car really fast to the parking lot. Uh, Frodo, uh, Elijah Wood is Casey. Um, uh, Chloe Duvall, she's Stokely. Jordana Brewster, she's you're never Delilah. gonna get her name right. <laughs> Chloe, Clea, Clea, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she, she's listening. I don't think so. Yes, yeah. and if she is, I apologize. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Stokely for now. That's on. fine. Uh, the football guy, uh, Sean had to see that stand. Uh, it seems kind of brutal. When they like pick up Frodo and ram his balls into the flagpole, yeah, <laughs> it looks like it's a daily occurrence. My note says this is the most lawless school ever. Yeah, there it's was like... a car accident and two girls just got out and started fist fighting. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like I feel like, especially in the front of the school, if you picked up someone and rammed their nuts into a flagpole, like someone would notice, right? Yeah, the teachers I mean... are drunk, man. I mean, LPJ, you were the lieutenant of our safety patrol. Like, someone you would notice if someone. That shit did not happen on my watch. (laughs) Never once. 
Uh, well, that was but that was elementary school. So, uh, okay. So we're also introduced to Mary Beth. Uh, she's this blonde girl. She's new to Ohio. She's from Atlanta. She's Southern. Okay. Um, so Josh Hartnett is Zeke, and he makes fake IDs, but also uh, sells drugs to people that he makes himself. Question mark. Yeah. That he like carries in like kind of like pens, you know, like the clear pens, but they're full of like the drugs, um, which is like. I guess a good way to carry him, but also like it's not ink, so wouldn't people notice that? Anyways, um, Selma Hayek is the school nurse. Uh, John Stewart is the science teacher. Uh, they're in like the um, teachers, teachers lounge, lounge talking, yeah. and and uh, the T one thousand is just like mainlining water. He's just like by the water cooler, just drinky, drinky. We don't know why. Um, and we're also introduced to Famke Jansen at the time, and she's like, she's the English teacher, but she's kind of like uh, really reserved and like mousy is kind of how I describe her, right? Like, yeah, really timid, like, mousy, like timid, doesn't there you go. She can be talked, she can be talked down to, you know, she can be talked at very easily. You know, people can kind of step all over her, and yeah, and everyone in the teachers' lounge is bitching about something. Like, yeah, no one's happy about anything. One person's happy. smoking. Another person's drinking. Yeah. Very different is. from any teacher lounge I've, I've ever been in. I know. Usually the teacher's <laughs> lounge you're in, everyone's smoking or everyone's drinking. It's exactly. It's a mixture of both. You get one or the other. They're all alcoholics or chain smokers. Definitely. Um, so we're introduced, uh, we're introduced to the idea that Stan, he's like the quarterback of the football team, but he wants to quit. He's talking to Jordana Brewster about it, who's his girlfriend, and like she's really – kind of a bitch in this movie because she's basically like you're stupid we're quitting the football team like i'm the head cheerleader you're not known for being smart like why are you doing this um uh what else where are we at here oh and, and i was confused too in my notes i'm like oh stokely's a lesbian and then it turns out she's not actually a lesbian like jordana brewster just tells people she's a lesbian because she sucks um so uh Frodo is eating his lunch on the football field and he's like leaving and he finds like a weird, like kind of like specimen creature thing on the ground. The coach yells at him. That's when he tells the coach that he's like, Oh, I saw you move pretty fast. And he's like, I don't think a person should run unless they're being chased, which I think comes up later. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Cause, <laughs> um, cause they're getting chased and he runs. <laughs> All right, don't say it so negatively. I'm just saying uh, it sort of happens. Sounds exactly like LPJ goes to that high school. Yeah, yeah, what, what <laughs> pretty much. Did, um, so Frodo shows what he found uh, on the football field to John Stewart, uh, and he's like, "I think this might be a new species." And he like it, it accidentally gets some water knocked on it, and it comes like back to life. So they drop it in the fish tank, and it like fully comes to life and has like tendrils and stuff. And like it replicates itself, it makes like a duplicate, and then like John Stewart puts his hand in there, and it like gets teeth and it bites him. Okay. Um, also, I found it confused. And Jody, you're you're a teacher, you know. Like, so Robert Patrick is the football coach and the swim team coach? Question mark. Like, I mean, is I the next guest? I mean, I don't know if he, maybe he's just like the gym teacher as well. Okay, so and he's they have like swim the gym. class. Yeah, and, we'll and go with that. Point, yeah, and at this point, sense. at this point, he's taken over by the aliens, and so he's acting all weird. So Stan's like, "Hey, I'm going to quit the football team," and he's kind of like, "Hey, that's cool." Um, and then the next scene, he's like taking a shower, and the old English teacher like walks into the shower, and she's like naked, and her skin's melting, and it's it's really weird. And like he holds on to her scalp and like pulls out a huge chunk of her scalp. Yeah, it's gross. It's, did did I, you I notice kinda, that Stan hit a soap on the rope? Yeah, he? that he was I using didn't... to shower with in this dingy ass prison high school. I did. Not... Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't know. I kind of forgot how like straight up like violent and gross this movie actually is. Like as far as like the blood and all that stuff. Um, you get that great shot of like uh, like uh, Frodo looks out the window and Robert Patrick's just standing in the football field with all the sprinklers going on. He's just standing there. They're spraying him. Um, okay. So, uh, 
Oh yeah, Josh Hartnett also apparently sells like fake celebrity sex tapes or something out of the back of his, the trunk of his car. Um, Frodo and because okay, so Jordana Brewster runs the school newspaper and she's trying to find a story. So her and Frodo they investigate the teachers' lounge, uh, and while they're in there, like Robert Patrick and the drama teacher come in, and so they have to hide. Um, and th- they see them like get Selma Hayek, like they like, um, they like tackle her and they like they force her onto the couch and like, they can see something happens. Like he forces something on her. They don't know exactly what it is. Coach right. is very rapey. Oh yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And and when they're in the closet hiding, they find the, the dead body of the old lady from the shower. Yep. So they like run out and like. They run into BB New Earth and they're like, hey, like coach and the drama teacher killed the the nurse, but then <clears throat> Selma Hayek's there and she's fine, so they don't know what's going on. Uh, later, the next scene, Frodo <clears throat> comes back with the police and his parents, Shooter McGavin is his dad. Like the actual um, police, not like Sting and <laughs> Right. I just want to clarify. Uh, there's a lot of people like, in this movie, you never know who's gonna show up. But the teachers cover up anything, everything. Uh, and um, BB Newer that ends up actually turning uh, one of the police officers into an alien, which we'll learn more about going on. Uh, cut to uh, Elijah Wood's room where they're basically like, Hey, no more internet, no more going out. And, and it's, <laughs> it's so funny, how dumb that scene is. He takes his, a zip drive, no more yeah, internet. <laughs> And his mom's like, don't forget the porno. So he like lifts up the bed and takes these porno mags and he's like, no more flogging the bishop. Did you see what the porno mag was called? I did not. What was it called? Boob. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And then just the weird thing where like, I I had to laugh because like Frodo's trying to sneak out of the house and he like falls off the entire roof because he sees like the faculty standing there and but then he's fine that he falls off the roof and i like that um shooter mcgavin comes out to yell at him and he still has the porno (laughs) yeah he had to check out the boob i just i thought that was really funny so uh uh we he doesn't want to go back to school but Shooter McGavin makes him go, I like the shot that they're in the teacher's lounge and all the teachers are just, like, chugging water at this point. Oh, is it the um, scene where, they, where they're where they showing, like, the guy coming in with just, like, like yeah, there's all, like all those all giant jugs, jugs of water, jug after jug of water all lined up against the wall? It was a right. Jody amount of water. Oh, <laughs> yeah. True. It was, like, it was... I don't, yeah, to be perfectly honest, Jody, I'm surprised you don't just, like, hook a handle onto one of those jugs and carry it around with you all the time. Do we do we know that Jody's not one of the aliens from this movie? I guess we don't technically we, know that. We don't 100% know. By the way, are you wearing um, a collared shirt and a sweater? Me? Yeah. It's just a long sleeve hoodie, oh. like t-shirt. Oh, all right. It just looked weird. You looked you look like you were wearing, you know, clothes. Well, unlike the tush, I do put a shirt <laughs> on when I record with you. Well. <laughs> um so they start like making announcements. They're calling like random students down to the principal office. Uh, there's a lot of students acting strange. Oh, they're, they're not random. Talking... They're the most popular kids in the class. The people, the influencers. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And they're people all the chugging most Instagram water. followers. Uh, and also like Fomka Jansen, she's an alien now and she's not mousy anymore. And she has a really weird, gross exchange with Josh Hartnett. Um. Uh, also, like, <laughs> my note says, if the aliens are trying to keep a low profile, they're doing a bad job. Because, like, Famka Jansen is, like, this mousy, like, teacher. Then all of a sudden she's, like, giving Josh Hartnett shit and, like, dressing and looking completely different. I don't know. I feel like they could have been a little more low profile. Well, the aliens um, just take away all their, like, fears of trying to fit in. Fair enough. Look at this guy. I think he is. That's an what they alien. said at the I end th- of the movie. I think he is. Listen, we can talk about the the issues that we have with the aliens' plan later, but let's move okay. on for now. <laughs> okay, so um, Frodo thinks it's an alien conspiracy. Uh, so eventually, like he gets. Uh, <laughs> I will confess, Jordana Brewster in my notes. I just have her called Mia. So Mia. <laughs> 
Mia, Frodo, Stan, and Stokely, they all kind of get together on this theory that it might be aliens. Uh, and they're like in the science lab and uh, Josh Harden and Mary Beth join them and they're trying to find the specimen, but it's gone. Uh, John Stewart shows up and attacks them. Uh, Josh Hartnett cuts off a bunch of his fingers with a paper slicer and then like stabs him in the eye with one of his pens full of his scat, like his homemade drug. And it like melts him. Like, how would you describe what happens to him? It's like Alka-Seltzer. Like it, it fizzes in his eye. And it sort of dries them out, essentially. So uh, they all leave. They get in Josh Hartnett's car and leave. They go to his house. Um, and they go out to his garage where he has his drug lab. And my note's like, okay, I understand he's a drug lab. But why does he have a mouse in there in a cage? Because he's a super smart guy that failed high school so he could sell more drugs. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that is the underlying thing that like they, they that, like Josh Hartnett is like super smart. And he knows all this stuff, but he, like, is a burnout or something. I don't know. Anyways, so uh, the the uh, the alien takes over the mouse, and then they kill the mouse, and they dissect it so they can start to kind of figure out what's going on. Um, then they, they hypothesize that if they, like, can kill the queen alien, then it'll set everyone free. So they're like, well, we got to figure out who the queen is. But then they kind of start to turn on each other because they're like, well, we don't know anyone could be an alien. And and I read in the in the in the research that this is supposed to be very reminiscent of like the thing, right? Yeah, like where it is. you don't know who is an alien. So and and, and they know that the, they don't react well to the drugs. So they like um, <clears throat> they make sh- they, they pull out the scat. And they're like, all right, well, you got to take the drug to make sure you're not an alien. Frodo goes first. Uh, LPJ's favorite part when he like he takes a drug and then immediately <laughs> it's affected by it. He and is a that's lightweight. When, and that's when Josh Hartnett utters that famous line, he's tweaking, let him fucking tweak. Mm-hmm. He was like um, you that one time in Mackinac City. Oh, geez, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll not talk about wrong. that anymore. Um, so and my note says apparently this drug just makes you laugh a lot because Frodo laughs a lot, and then uh, Stan well, it's just caffeine pills, isn't it? Yeah, he says mostly caffeine pills. So <laughs> if anything, it'll just make your heart race really fast, you'd sweat, and uh, you just talk real fast, and you yeah. wouldn't be able to sleep. Well, well, Stan takes it and he laughs a lot, uh, and, and they all end up taking it except for like. Jordana Brewster won't take it, and it turns out that she's an alien, which I got to be honest with you, I totally forgot because yeah. I hadn't seen this in so long that Jordana Brewster at this point was an alien. Like, that was a surprise to me. I forgot also. Um, so she trashes the lab and then takes off and hops in the student driver car with Kruger, and they drive off. <laughs> so this part, they go back to the school because they're like, they think that the principal, B.B. Newirth, is the queen. So they're like, we'll get rid of her and we'll save everybody. And they go to the the high school where the football game's going on. And I'm like, does being an alien make you really good at football? <laughs> um. like, and then and then like they're like tackling the uh the the opposing team player and dropping like the alien bugs in their ears and no one's noticing. <laughs> the, then Usher straight up clotheslines a kid in the game. And there's, like, like, fireworks behind him. (laughs) Probably, like, breaks his neck, and it's not a penalty for some reason. And then they carry him off the field on their shoulders. Yeah, They carry Usher off to celebrate killing that person. Yes. Like, it's not the end of the game. He just literally clotheslines a kid, and then they carry him off the field (laughs) on their shoulders. Um, But it's during this scene that they're playing the uh, Class of 99's cover of Brick in the Wall by uh, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> My note does say, okay, that clothesline has got to be a penalty. <laughs> it is not. Uh, so they think the principal is the queen, like I said. Uh, they, she comes into the gym. Josh Harnett shoots her in the head. But she, for a moment, they're like, oh, crap, maybe she's not an alien because she starts bleeding out. Uh, but then she comes back to life. And Mary Beth, they have the last of the scat, and she, like, throws all of it on her, and she kind of, like, melts mm-hmm. and dies, right? But then it turns out that she was not the queen. Um, like, Stan goes out to check 
on the football team, but they're all still aliens and they make him an alien. Um, and they're, they're out of scat at this time. And Josh Hartnett's like, I think I still have some in the trunk of my car, which I'm like, well, why didn't you remember this when they were in his car driving around in it? Um, so they go, him and uh, Elijah Wood go out to get it. And like the football team's like chasing them. So Elijah Wood hides on a bus and then like, uh, Mia's on the bus for no apparent reason on the one bus that he hit in. Um, and the football team chases him. So then Fomka Jansen shows up again and attacks Josh Hartnett and like gets in the car and he's like driving the car and he like purposely crashes it into a school bus and she like flies out and gets decapitated. And How then did she her get head, decapi- like, decapitated? I don't remember. It doesn't. It doesn't I don't think they show it. They just show, yeah, her so, head just comes clean off though. Right. And but then her head's like crawling around with like tentacles and her body picks it up and like reattaches it, which is like fine, but I feel like that comes into play a little later in the movie. Yeah. Um so uh we find out then at this point, because Stokely talking to her, it turns out that Mary Beth from Atlanta is the actual queen. Yep. Um, and she's a really, for some reason, none of the other people can do this, but she can switch back and forth between her human form and her alien form. I don't know why that, if that's fully explained. I think it's just because she's the queen. She can just do it. Okay. The other people, I think the other, the other aliens are essentially like drones. It's kind of like a bee thing. You know, the queen kind of does everything. And then the, the, the other bee, the other drones just sort of service her. I mean, at one point, the entire football team, after they got done chasing, where Stan is back now in football uniform, are standing on the football field, and they have like the little like tendrils coming out of their face. Oh, that's true. That's true. I do forget it is. They do put Stan does put the football uniform, which is fine. Like maybe he pulled it on over his clothes, but he's got the pads on too, which is the <laughs> weird part about it. Um, so and she like gets in the pool. She's really fast at swimming. Uh, and then she's like walking around naked for like uh, seemingly no reason at the end of this movie. She's naked. Um, and also like, so she like pulls Stokely in the water and then like, it turns out Stokely is an alien, but I don't know when she got turned into an alien. I think in the water. Um, okay. Cause there's that scene so, where she's rushing up on her in the water. I think that's where. I was like, she grabs her and she like smashes her face. She looks like she should be dead. Right. Yeah. And pulls in the water and probably gets her then. Right. Well, yeah, because like Josh Hartnett shows back up and he's confused. He doesn't know if like Mary Beth or Stokely's an alien. But then he's kind of like, well, why are you naked? And then it turns out they're both aliens. Uh, he gets like thrown over a bunch of lockers. So like uh, Elijah Wood, Frodo is the only one who's not like an alien or knocked out. And like the queen's chasing him. <laughs> and he like tricks her into following him through the back of the bleachers, which are like retracting bleachers. This is impossible. This is, would never happen. <laughs> it could not there's happen. never, the way that these bleachers close, there's never just going to be a button on the wall that anyone could push. Yeah. Well, not only that, like, you saw how big that alien is. As soon as the alien tries to go through there, it's going to break the supports and stop the whole mechanism. <laughs> well, also I felt break. like also, I felt like it probably, on top of all the other stuff you mentioned, I feel like it was like retracting way faster. I feel like it would be like a slow, like, and this is like, it's like moving so fast. Uh, so anyways, the giant alien gets caught except for its head, and it like spits out a bunch of the little bugs on Elijah Wood, and they're all in his face. But then he has the last of the scat, and he stabs it in the eye. And it kills the queen, and she dissolves, and all the bugs die, and then everyone's good. Uh, <laughs> we cut to a month later. Josh Hartnett is on the football team now for some reason. He's smoking a cigarette, and I feel uh, like it's on the football field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the football field, and I feel like it's really implied that him and Fonka Jansen are dating. <laughs> because she's like sitting in the stands watching him, like waving, but it's like. You're a student and you're a teacher. I don't think you could be dating. It's, it's right. The he's the most like a, lawless high school in the America. He's Joe. like a fifth, maybe sixth year senior. So I'm sure he's a, he's of age at this point. And you know, and uh, Stan and Stokely are a couple now, and so are uh, Frodo and Mia. And like, I guess like 
it's unclear how it's perceived. Some people, like, I guess, like, they said it was an alien invasion, but then, like, they're like, well, it wasn't. Like, that's a lie. But then there's, like, a bunch of reporters there to, like, interview Elijah Wood. I'm confused about. And a bunch of magazines, like, big magazines, like, Time. Yeah, he's like on the cover. Are reporting of on this? Yeah, he's like on the cover of Time magazine. Is like alien invasion. Stop! But then, I don't. know. It's very weird. And then here's, here's awesome. I have some questions. So in the credits, they you know it's like they show everyone's picture and they're like you know they're playing it over an Oasis song. We get to John Stewart, who was melted, but then apparently they make it seem like in the credits that he's still alive. He's just wearing an eye patch. And he has like a cast because he got like or a bandage because you got a bunch of fingers cut off. But also like Famke Jansen is fine and her head got cut off. <laughs> and I understand she was an alien at the time, but her head still got cut off. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. At the <laughs> credits, I didn't pay attention. Did they show the principal? I don't know. Actually, I think they did. They showed BB knew it. They showed because everyone. She got shot in the head and super melted. It's very unclear exactly what happens when the alien takes you over and how you survive. So I got nothing, but we made it to the end of the movie. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, this movie is. Yeah, there's a lot to this, guys. <laughs> what about do you have uh, role reversals ready, LBJ? Because I, I feel like there was a there there's was a, a there's a moment. there's a handful. Um, the part of Delilah, so. Mia, uh, Jordana Brewster. It was written for Charisma Carpenter, but she turned it down. And then Sarah Michelle Geller also turned it down. Um, Jessica Alba auditioned for the role, but didn't get it. Uh, what else we got? Um, Jillian Anderson turned down the role of the principal. Okay. Um, I think that was all the ones that I had. Yeah, there weren't there weren't a ton for this. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> hey, more than Army of Darkness. So yeah, well, Army of Darkness was kind of set in stone, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I don't really have a lot of other specific. I mean, it was filmed in Texas. You know, that's where Robert Rodriguez is based. Harry Knowles was in it because. He's friends he lives with them. in Texas and he's friends with them. Did you see that? Uh, supposedly, the story goes that like Harry Knowles heard like like on the download that they were going to be making the Lord of the Rings movie, and he's the one who like kind of told Elijah Wood about it. Yeah, and that's how like Elijah Wood ended up like making an audition tape and like getting cast as like uh, Frodo in the Lord of the Rings. Movie, I read that. Yeah, kind of interesting. That is interesting, kind of interesting because you know, can you imagine Lord of the Rings without him in it? Not at this point, no, no. It's but it's like one of those things where it's like it, it's so it, it's hard to imagine it without. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know we we talked about a lot of the stuff. Usher's film debut. Um, trying to think of it. Oh, uh, John Stewart's character's name is Professor Edward Furlong in reference to uh, Eddie Furlong from T two. So yep. that's interesting. Um. I don't know if I have anything else specifically. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up before we get into a rating on this? No, uh, I'm good. Jody, I don't think so. Covered pretty much most of the stuff I written out. I wrote down. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's write this thing. All right, Jody. Since you're the guest, you want to go first, second, third? How you want to handle this? I can go first. Do it. Um, so I watched it and I had lots of thoughts on the school. I was like, wow, <laughs> it was a lot of wow moments, but I didn't hate watch it. I got through it pretty quick. I enjoyed it more than I'm enjoying Cobra Kai right now, but that's a different story. Weird. Weird. All right. Keep going. Weird. It's true. Weird. We're throwing shade at Cobra Kai in the review. I like it. It's true. Um, so if you have never seen it, you can watch it and you're like, is that what 1998 was like? It was not for us in high school, I don't feel, but maybe for some people. I'm going to end up giving it three penfuls of scat. 
All right, change the um, formula. I'll go. That's Jody singing. He always says, uh, "I'll go next." Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel about. I think exactly the same as you, uh, Jody. Like I, I, I recognize the flaws in this movie, but I still like really kind of like it. Like I feel like it's still like I, I directed well by Robert Rodriguez. Like the script is good. Like yeah, like it's it's obviously like a little ridiculous how the school is. And I like the the kind of like, you know, invasion of the body snapper, snatchers, th- the thing vibe. Like I, I, and I feel like the performances are good. And there's, I, I don't know, I still really kind of enjoy it. And I know that like, my personal feelings are kind of involved a little bit in it. But if you haven't seen it, like I'd say check it out. I I, I think it is a good movie. Like I really do believe that it's a good movie. Um, I'm gonna give it three three machine guns as well. LBJ. Yeah, I like this movie. There's there's some movies that are just kind of quintessential 90s horror, like late 90s horror, and this is one of them. I would say this, Scream, I know what you did last summer, movies like that. This is in that category where I think you have to see it to really understand what kind of the cultural zeitgeist was as far as like teen movies at the time. This was it. I mean, you got the writer of... Dawson's Creek, arguably the 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 series that sort of kicked off the WB and everything that came out of that and the CW afterward for the next twenty years. You know, you've got uh, Robert Rodriguez, who is a phenomenal director and then can direct horror as well as anybody. Um, you've got a cast of actors that would go on to kind of um, embody you know, what the late nineties, early two thousands were in, in Josh Hartnett and Jordana Brewster and Elijah Wood. Um, and then you have people from the past, like, like John Stewart, who were the previous generations sort of mouthpiece. Um, this movie has a lot in it. Um, and I'm not going to say it's important, but I think seeing it is a good slice of what 1998 was like. Um, and I enjoy the movie. I, I think it's as far as the movie itself goes, it's fast paced. It doesn't really drag in places. It's a pretty tight film. Um, there are some twists that I forgot about. I forgot Jordan and Rooster was an alien at some point. Um, I, I, as far as the, 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 the characterizations go, everyone's an asshole. Like nobody is nice in this. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't have minded if all of them died. Um, but you know, whatever it's, just how it is they eventually sort of became nicer people at the end um but i like this movie i think people should watch it i think it's underrated for for the time frame and i think people sort of forget that it exists and they shouldn't because it's a good movie i'm gonna go three and a half machine guns and i'm gonna say i'm gonna strongly recommend it to people too i i strongly recommend it too because i do feel like to a certain extent it's like maybe something that kind of flew under the radar but it has a a very good pedigree, a good writer, a good director, and it is directed well. And you know, Robert Rodriguez edited it, edited. How can I say that right? Edited it. <laughs> That's it. That's good enough. And like all, everyone in it, all the actors are doing a good job and good performances. And like, I don't know. I I think it's something that maybe you know, like, yes, we're a little obsessed with it. Not obsessed, but we have a strong feelings for it. But. I, I think it's something you should check out if you haven't seen. I think it, I think it's fun. And like you said, it's not a big investment. It's like an hour and a half, but I think it does very well for what it's trying to do. So, yep. Cool. Uh, all right. Before I get into my plugs, anything you want to plug, Jody? I don't think so. No. Would you, would you like to plug how much nicer the people are at the, the schools that you've worked at? I mean, they are obviously nicer. There aren't any characters or people at the schools that I work at that uh, just call it named "fuck you guy" and "fuck you girl." <laughs> I don't know if you saw them as part of the cast. Well, I saw them. Yeah, they seem uh, nice. Well, let me let me ask you this, uh, Jody. If you had to plug one other episode of the podcast that you've been on, which one would you pick? I would plug the last time I got to pick a movie, which was when Nopsner was still thirty nine <laughs> with Thor Ragnarok. Oh, all right, yeah, it's a good movie. Is that true? Yes. We just Thor Ragnarok that long ago. Yeah, I think it, it was, was on your. I think it was on your birthday. It came out. 
like on your 40th birthday. Don't oh. you remember? Oh, that's, that's right. right. It came out on your birthday. Yeah, the episode yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. That was a long time ago. We've wow. been doing this podcast for way longer than it seems. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting it's been over four years at this point. What do we got? Like 60 more episodes and then we can pull the plug. <laughs> We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. We're home a stretch. Home a stretch. I guys. don't know. I saw on Discord that people said they should bring back Legend Retro to cover Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, we were the ones saying it. <laughs> no, it was other people. Oh, really? Yeah. Glitch the lost said it, episode. Yeah. Well, we I, like I got my notes ready to go. I, I think, yeah, we, hopefully they don't come back because I don't want to do more than 270. I don't know. Maybe my mind will change. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll do more than 270. Do another shot at Fireball. You'll be fine. I do feel like the problem is that we talked about this. If we get to 270, we're going to be like, well, 300 is very close. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Let's, let's we'll see. take it day at a time, guys. <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time. Yes. One day at a time. Yes. Anyway, Anyways, if you want to. Your plugs. If you want to uh, chat with us and let us know how many episodes we should do, go to go to Discord. Uh, join us on the Discord. Go to GameZillaMedia.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Click on the Discord link and join our Discord. And you can chat with us. And you can, you know, tell us if we should do 271 episodes or you can help us browbeat with glitch and chops and craig and xander into doing one more episode of legend retro just so we could talk about toe jam and earl um or the other episodes that uh that got kiboshed due to the pandemic don't leave it up to the discord we're gonna be doing this so we're like like uh, on our deathbeds we're recording episode like 800 of the last action podcast you don't understand you tell the people to make the comments you don't actually have to listen to them but you do have to make the comments of pictures of et no we're good guys (laughs) and i think that it's been a while there should be a lot of gifts from mr freeze what is it with lpj loves those We're we're ninety years old and we're like we're here to talk about the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Finally, <laughs> finally. Uh, uh, no one will even be podcasting anymore at that point. It'll literally just just be us podcasting. We're not. Yeah, we're not even like posting it anymore. It's just we just we don't realize we don't have to make it anymore. Uh-huh. We're just like we're not even recording. We're just like talking, <laughs> pretending. It's just us like in a room holding holding. Toilet paper tubes, pretending they're microphones, talking to each other. But hey, we made it to ninety. <laughs> we made it to ninety. So you know, there's like, that. Can you, can you believe we did a whole year of just straight to video uh, Michael J. White movies? <laughs> Probably could actually. Which P.S. This is unrelated, but at some point we need to do that uh, movie on Netflix. It's like the Michael J. White remake yeah. of Sudden Death. We do. Okay. Done. Anyways, we were going to do that. And then like we got sidetracked. Remember, we had plans to do it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyways. OK, I'm sorry. We've gone long. We're rambling. Moving on. Let's wrap it up. Sure. Jody, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. How many people do you think listen to the very end at this point? I don't know, because sometimes they do, because every once in a while, weird shit happens at the end of these, ends of these episodes. And I think it happens enough that the regular listeners still tune into the end just in case something ridiculous happens. Because every once in a while, something crazy will happen. Okay. I'm not saying this is one of those times, but, you know, it does happen. I mean, I normally listen all the way through. Yeah, well, we appreciate that, really. <laughs> you didn't sound like you appreciated it. I was just going to say, like... I was like, think of the other friends that you, like, hang out with. How many other ones listen? Oh, I don't You can make fun of a lot of them right now. I, I, yeah, can, be I honest, can tell you, be... there's a lot of people that tell me they listen to the podcast, but don't. <laughs> be, be honest, though. You're not going to listen to this episode, though, right, Jody? I'm probably not going to listen to this episode. Fair enough. Me either. Uh, I don't listen to him anymore. What about when you do the editing, LPJ? I do actually. All the editing. To, I have to listen to at least the beginning and at least the end. Just so I can place things properly. Oh, I did it already. All right. That's all right. We'll be done. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But. 
We'll be back with scat in your eyeball. You'll scat me hard too, man. Mondays. Right? No, I'm an idiot. I don't know what else scat means. Right? Go on.